if my life journey on earth doesn't have a tangible, scripturally defined parallel purpose, then my life on earth was a wasted occupation and a consumption of what I was given. And I don't want to be known as a consumer. Life is living by an unfailing promise on a faith journey as one who doesn't belong in this world. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. At the end of this two-part message, I'm going to show you the end result of Israel's present conflict. You may already carry it within your heart. Three years ago, I wrote, Right now I feel as good as dead. I'm disabled. I can't hunt, fish, preach, pastor a church, run my business, go on a simple outing with my wife for a couple of days, mow the lawn or take the dog for a walk without it being the day's big thing. Yet I live by faith, not these things. The past prepared me for this so that this could establish me for the next step. Now, really, what is it that we're living and believing for? What are we seeking? Is it a piece of dirt in Israel, Abraham? Is it a healthy body in a nice home with a gold watch and then die? Somehow I need to align my life with Abraham in the life journey that was the centerpiece for everything else that happened in it. It's about preparing to leave, the leaving, and then thirdly, the making sense of the result. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having them seen them far off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The heart of the promise is to be with God in his glory forever. Faith is centered on that desire and hope that alone fulfills the heart of a man. Israel's constant battles and hatred towards them is a reflection of both the Christian's battles and also of the deep struggles so many have with making sense out of the trials that are intended to bring us near to God through the crucifixion of our own pride and our power. Viktor Frankl said, if you have a purpose, you can withstand any trial. If my journey on earth doesn't have a tangible, scripturally defined parallel purpose, then my life on earth has been wasted. It's been a wasted occupation and consumption of what I was given, and I don't want to be a consumer. I'm living as one who doesn't belong here. The time spent on the road with the tent ministry did not see the anticipated revival. That's been many years ago now, but it was the hardest thing that I've ever done. 
but it was the faith that propelled me into that journey that made the difference. It was about the believing and thus working to establish and continue in righteousness. That was the true merit of the time spent on the road. That faith, including the years of hard times that followed, made the difference. The reward of that is inestimable. It's eternal. It's not what you accomplish in the eyes of men that matters. It's the faith that caused you to live no matter what. The day I wrote these words was a day where I was exceptionally weak. These heroes of faith in chapter 11 of Hebrews considered themselves strangers, meaning foreigners, aliens, and mere guests in the world. That's the Greek definition of strangers. I too am seeing more and more that this world is not my home. I'm a temporary guest here. The full scope of my life the 99.99999% of it is in heaven, in my new body, my new mansion, with my family, and most of all, in the presence of the throne of the creator of the universe. As I look back, I've been way too acclimated, attached, and bound to this earthly life. It has been, in comparison to heaven, an extremely miserable existence. Not that it's been bad compared to other people, but compared to my destiny and my home with all the glory of God, the life here on earth is unbelievably tainted. I'm a stranger here. I shouldn't fit in. I shouldn't be comfortable here or think I should yet have all my soul longs for while I'm in this life. You see, I'm longing for the glory of God to fill my life. All the time. I'm longing all the time, with no barriers, no failures, and no fears. You see, that's man's divine destiny. That's the promise of God. Therefore, why should even an imminent death be considered a negative thing? If I continue to view it as overwhelmingly negative, my heart and soul is missing the central reason for my existence. Heaven is my home. It's where I belong. It's what my heart was created to long for. It's why so many people today are frustrated and angry and despairing or struggling with self-esteem issues. They haven't been immersed in the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is called the earnest of our inheritance, the guarantee of it. There's something in the heart of every man that cannot be fulfilled in this world without the experience of the presence of God. It's the promise, and it is the well of living water that keeps us connected to our Father, to His glory, and to what lies ahead. The Holy Spirit has been given to establish a connection with our eternal home. Without it, no man can be completed in this life. There will always be a search in his soul that is never properly satisfied. How sad that much of humanity doesn't relate to what I'm even saying. In fact, until I seriously considered my own demise, I didn't well comprehend my own soul's satisfaction in God alone. Jesus said, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus said he'll never thirst again. 
The more I encounter the presence of God, the more I relate to and can learn to accept that I am as a pilgrim in this world, according to what Hebrews says. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes me taste of my true life as a citizen of heaven. It's what I daily long for, and it's why I'm restless and struggle to live with life's pain when I don't encounter him daily. I'm a pilgrim, meaning one who comes from a foreign country into a city or a land to reside there by the side of the natives, one who lives in a land that is not his homeland. That's my confession, and I'm plainly declaring that I am seeking my country, my home. Thus Hebrews says, God is not ashamed to be called my God, for I'm desiring the homeland that he has prepared for me. This, my friend, this is what faith is all about at its core and foundation. All the heroes of faith, such as Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, and many who followed after, were the first generations to display this kind of faith. They were seeking something that was to come, something in their future. They were not looking at faith as something to give them the immediate results of faith so they could live here in satisfied ease and comfort. They lived by their faith. Not the results that so often disappoint people today. Like, I wasn't healed, I wasn't delivered from this circumstance, or I'm not able to have great success. What's wrong with me? Where did my faith fail? Well, the answer is that's not faith in the first place. Faith isn't about pleasing God because we're believing in Him for a better car. Faith pleases God when it enables us to live in His glory and life-defining presence when we're still in this world, this prison cell of mere human life. Faith says, God has made a promise, and I'm going to live like it's true no matter what happens to me in this world. Now consider this. Did Moses cross the Red Sea by faith that God was going to part the waters for him? No. He crossed simply because he believed that God was going to keep the promise to him that he had given him, no matter how. Faith leaves the ways and means to God. It doesn't add human expectations to it. Nothing has to be the way we think it has to be. Did Jericho's walls fall because Joshua believed they would fall? No, they fell because Joshua had faith in God, period. Faith in all about what you do because you believe with no regard for how you think the outcome should look. Daniel in the lion's den said that whether God would spare him from the lions or not, he would not worship the earthly king. He had faith in who God was and what he had promised him, no matter what befell him in this world. Some saw the dead raised, while others were tortured, not accepting their deliverance. Why? Hebrews 11 goes on to say they believed in their home, their heavenly country, and therefore sought a better resurrection. These are the ones of whom the world is not worthy, those who wandered in caves and deserts, we too have wandered, traveled, and suffered because we believed God. 
because we didn't have sufficient faith, we have obtained a good report through faith without receiving what is promised. Yet, it's a faith that is making us perfect, the Bible says, one that will be accomplished on our day of the Lord. In spite of all the obstacles and failures in the flesh, I believe God will be faithful to what you, too, have committed to Him. The results are yet to come. Take heart. It's taken me over 25 years to understand my journey into the wilderness of South Texas. It was about being established in a journey of faith. We were created, you see, to be filled up with God. It's the unsaid longing of the soul of every person. It's at the core of all of our desires, our fears, our unrest and frustration and despair. And money won't do it. The lottery winners showed us that. Power won't do it. Fame won't do it. Accomplishments won't do it. Every human being wants more of something. God has made a promise that he will fill you up with himself, with his glory, and with his Holy Spirit of promise until the very atmosphere of heaven defines your soul. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. There's something in the heart of every man that cannot be fulfilled in this world without the experience of the presence of God. It's the promise, and it is the well of living water that keeps us connected to our Father, to His glory, and to what lies ahead.